Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Channel. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz. And today, as our guest, we have Mandira Mera, who is Chief Marketing Officer of MRI Software. Mandira, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thank you. So MRI, been around for a while, but from what I understand, it's going through a very exciting transformation over the last couple of years. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, our CEO likes to call it our renaissance, but essentially the company was founded in 1971, um, and we've been through sort of a series of, of changes in the structure and the ownership of the organization, and, and most recently our current CEO came into place, I, I want to say about four years ago, and brought really a new sort of strategy and vision to the organization, and a very client-centric approach, so really starting with the client um, and trying to build a vision for um, for the marketplace that that we believe is unique around giving clients um, the power and sort of the freedom of choice to choose the solutions that make the most sense for their business. Um, and we do that by bringing an open um, platform approach, uh, kind of an ecosystem approach to the marketplace. And that's not new in technology, but in the real estate sector and in real estate tech, that that is a new and refreshing approach. So what explains the sudden and rapid growth that your company is experiencing? So um, in part, it's really, you know, Pat, our CEO, the vision that he's brought um, has really kind of changed how we've how we've approached the marketplace um, and and we believe kind of enabled us to bring a message that, that really resonates with the market and, and drive growth. Uh, from an ownership standpoint, um, within the last couple of years, we've had two private equity firms come in that now co-own the company, and they have been very focused on uh, driving growth in the business. So they see a tremendous opportunity in this um, real estate tech space and have really been investing heavily in, in helping us scale our growth. So, you know, over the past year, uh, we grew our organic bookings, um, some 38%. Um, and, and, you know, that organic sort of new client count over 80%, um, as well as completing seven acquisitions in one year. So it's, we all tell each other internally. I mean, it, this is a once in a lifetime experience, uh, being part of this team. Um, I've been in technology for a really long time. Tech moves fast, uh, but seven acquisitions in one year is, is certainly like nothing I've ever experienced before. That, that's definitely quite a bit of change in a short period of time. So as a mm -hmm. chief marketing officer, then what are some of your strategic priorities? So, you know, when I came on board about a year and a half ago, the first priority was around repositioning the brand. So, you know, as I mentioned, the CEO had, had brought a new vision um, and strategy to the business, uh, but the brand um, still kind of reflected the old identity of, of who the company was. So we did your classic brand strategy project. We brought in a branding agency. Um, they did, you know, an analysis of sort of client needs and, and perceptions, um, looked at the the competition, the market, spoke to our executives, and, and ultimately together we built a new brand platform for MRI. Um, it also resulted in the creation of a new logo um, and a whole new visual identity that that um, you know we felt would better reflect that commitment to um, to freedom and and choice um, and openness for for our clients. Uh, so, you know, coming into that, that was really the beginning of 2017 that we launched that new branding. Um, and then as we've grown and brought on these new acquisitions, it's actually been great to have that 
core MRI identity really solidified in the marketplace that we can kind of layer on, um, you know, sort of new companies joining that that family. That's uh, that's fascinating. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, just your approach to building out your organization. So you probably had an initial idea. And then with each acquisition, how are you adjusting accounting for that since that's happening so rapidly? What's your mm-hmm. approach to building out your team? So um, when I first came on board, you know, I sort of think about things in terms of the the brand and the communications piece, demand generation, and then product marketing and positioning. And so, you know, it takes a little time to kind of build up each of those teams um, and really had just kind of gotten to the point of of having those distinct functions created in the organization. And then uh, two of the larger acquisitions we did in the fall of last year were actually of UK-based companies. And so suddenly, you know, brought on board some really talented marketers based in the UK. And, um, you know, exactly as you said, that that certainly um, both put a challenge on me, but also gave me the opportunity to kind of revisit how we were structured. And so, um, you know, I think we've got kind of a, a current approach that that may evolve over time. But for now, we, you know, I've got sort of centralized communi- brand and communications, centralized product marketing, and then a demand team focused on uh, the North American market and a demand team focused on the EMEA market. And then we'll see how that, you know, as the business evolves and grows, we'll see how we need to adapt um, and and stretch and flex the organization in line with that. So you're pretty much sitting on top of a rocket ship. So what type of skills do you look for in the open market when you're looking to hire? What kind of person do you want on your team? So definitely um, somebody who embraces um, change and, um, I guess, a fast pace, right? So, so, you know, we all want to have goals and priorities and we want to be able to manage our time effectively to achieve those goals and priorities. But, but, um, in this kind of environment, you also need somebody who's, who's not, um, turned off or intimidated by coming in on a Monday morning and finding that, uh, you know, we've just acquired a company and, you know, suddenly we've entered a new market space and, you know, we're going to shift priorities a little bit or maybe add some priorities on, on top of the existing slate. So, so certainly kind of flexibility, someone who thrives in that kind of environment and, and, and really kind of enjoys that, that sees opportunity in that, that change and that fast pace. We see a lot of that, and you know, just being highly adaptive, good communicator, open to change, right? Fast learner, <laughs> certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, yep. especially with at the pace that you guys are going with. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your customer base. And mm-hmm. as you balance out your marketing programs, what's your approach towards not only net new acquisition but serving your existing customers? So you know. MRI has historically been extremely focused on um, our existing client base. And as I mentioned, CEO really has pushed a very client first um, orientation throughout the organization. Um, And so from a marketing standpoint, I mean, I'll say when I joined, the majority of the marketing activities were actually very focused on existing clients. And when you think about, you know, a growth strategy that has acquisition as one of the key pillars there, um, a big piece of, um, you know, of that sort of marketing to clients is around bringing some of these new acquired solutions uh, to 
to to clients. So, you know, the strategies around that, you know, there's a lot of email marketing. I mean, frankly, just your basic product webinar has been very successful for us in, in, you know, making clients aware of these, um, you know, these new solutions that we're bringing on board. We also have a um, user conference, as, as most software companies do. We have a large user conference that we um, we hold every October. Um, and, and now as we expand globally, we're actually expanding that user conference um, and we're taking it around the world to our clients. So that's always been a North America-based event. Uh, we're going to be holding an event in the UK as well as one in Sydney, Australia for, for our Asia clients as well. So, um, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, we hear a lot of marketing executives talking about business accountability or running their departments more like a business. What does that mean to you? You know, so for me, I mean, I, I, I think kind of as most sort of modern marketers feel these days, there's so much that we can measure um, and, you know, hold ourselves accountable to really getting the most effective return on our marketing dollars. And, you know, frankly, what we're growing a ton, but it's not like the marketing budget is growing directly in line with all these new acquisitions. So we have to continue to be efficient um, in, in how we use that spend. So, you know, running it like a business, that means setting some very clear and specific targets for the team, uh, being transparent about those targets um, across the team. Um, you know, this, this, as we start to build out as a global team, um, you know, looking at those goals holistically across the team, reviewing those on a monthly basis to see where we are. Um, we're trying to roll out some more collaboration tools to foster more engagement and collaboration across the team globally to get people to partner together or enable them. I should say, I think there's a desire to partner, but to really facilitate and enable that. Um, but, but ultimately running it like a business to me means having very clear goals, uh, tracking where we are on those goals, um, making, you know, real-time modifications as and when necessary to to achieve um, the goals that we want to. So speaking of those goals, are there specific KPIs that your CEO holds you accountable for? And then in turn, what are you holding your team accountable for? So the, the senior leadership team at MRI, we're really all held accountable to the same targets around, um, you know, bookings or, or sales growth, revenue and, and profitability. Um, so in that sense, I, I have exactly the same targets as our head of sales and we're completely aligned there. Um, when I think about how I can translate those to the team, uh, we're setting goals around um both MQLs, um, so you know, new leads, the qualified leads that we're bringing in for net new business, as well as um, you know, sort of uh, cross sell and upsell within our existing client white space, um, and then ultimately, um, you know, goals around meeting our budget objectives and 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 staying within target for um, you know to achieve those goals within the budget that we have allotted to ourselves. Uh, that's great. So. Uh, you've been doing this a while and, and, and you've built up a lot of leadership skills and a number of different skills. So what advice would you give to someone that wants to become a chief marketing officer someday or a VP of marketing? What would you tell them to focus on? So um, I, personally, I think for me, the, the best thing has been, you know, getting a little bit expo of exposure to all aspects of marketing, uh, but knowing that I don't have to be an expert in all of those areas and that, um, you know, the, the most successful marketing leaders I've seen um, ha have a good awareness of 
the areas where um, you know maybe they don't have as strong skills or as much interest, and being able to bring in the talent um, to to partner and team with them and support them in those areas. So you, you don't have to be an expert at every aspect of marketing. You need to understand what all of those are, know where your strengths are and where you need to complement them um, with, with your team members. So what's one thing that you would tell them to stop doing and one thing you would tell them to start doing? <laughs> I guess stop trying to do everything and control everything. And um, to the extent that you're not already, just start reading and learning as much as you can. That's great advice. Um, I want to circle back to brand because you, you started off talking a lot about brand and being such a big focus. How much control do you think we as marketers have over our brand in today's marketplace versus the customer? And what can we do about that? So, I mean, I think that's a kind of continual push and pull, right? Um, so going back to kind of, you know, early days of the, you know, positioning, right? Classic positioning and marketing, um, consumer marketing and business marketing. It's about positioning your product, positioning your brand in the eye of the, the consumer, right? And so, you know, we can do whatever we, as much as is in our power to kind of put the images and the messaging um, and the sort of, sort of the stories behind that, that try to create a certain impression in the mind of the client. But ultimately, if our clients aren't happy, if they have bad experiences with us, if every touch point with our brand doesn't reflect uh, that desired positioning, they're going to talk about that. And in a digital world like today and with social media, they have more and more outlets to, to um, change the story about your brand um, and, and really take that control away from you. So, so I think um, the, you know, the client, the consumer has a lot more power in, in shaping the narrative of brands today than ever before. Um, but you know, it's all the more reason that we need to make sure that, that, that the brand is not just um, a marketing thing, but really that it's, it's owned and embraced by really you know, everyone within the company and that it's reflected, the positioning is, and, and the brand promise is reflected in every touch point with a client so, or prospect. Oh, that's great. That so you mentioned the, the, all the channels, right? Or well, some of the channels. Anyway, there's so many that we have to deal with today. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, what role does technology play in reaching your customers? And how are you approaching your own digital transformation at MRI? I mean, is there a strategic approach to technology that you're taking? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting because um, you know we're in an industry, right? We're serving you know commercial real estate co companies, um, and that's a very um, kind of in some ways traditional deal making industry. A lot happens face to face, pressing the flesh. Uh, industry events and trade shows, some of the traditional um, channels are still very important for us, uh, even our own events. Um, but you know, the 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 trend that's happening, I guess, in our in our industry um, amongst our clients is this sort of increasing drive to automate and adopt technology, um, you know, to give them better insights in the business as well as into their business as well as greater efficiencies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same thing that that you know we're doing on the marketing side. Uh, so we're really kind of in the same shoes as our clients there. Um, so so yes, I mean, technology for us, it's about 
It's about being more efficient in the ways that we target um, our clients and, and prospects. It's about finding sort of new avenues to to identify them and 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 kind of be where they are. Um, and then ultimately, it's about better, greater efficiencies as well, and and getting a better return on on that investment. So so that's how we're you know we're thinking about technology in terms of helping us sort of in every step of the way of that that acquisition funnel. So um, everything from you know different kinds of ad targeting technologies, um, marketing automation, certainly, um, on the analytics side, some attribution tools that we're using, um, you know, starting to experiment a little bit with chat now on our website. So, you know, just there, there's, there's no shortage of new technology in B2B marketing, as we all know. And, um, I think the challenge is to, to not get, um, you know, get caught up in implementing technology just for the sake of it or because it's the latest and greatest, but to really look at your client base, your market segment and, and test solutions that, that you believe may make sense. And, and, you know, we're, we're happy to fail fast We're we literally just put, put some chat up on the website. We're going to see how it goes. And if there's an interest, then it'll, it's something that, you know, we may um, adopt more formally. And, and if it's not, then, you know, a week from now, you won't see it on our site. Love it. I love that. Fail fast. That's great. <laughs> well, that's all about time that we have for today. Mandira, thank you so much for being on the program. Your insights were invaluable. So I'm, I'm sure that our audience is going to love it. So thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. You bet.